Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Super big thanks go out to Ace Andrews and Joe Weaver as they got our engineering all straightened out for today as we broadcast to you from all over the world on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Tune in, and of course, right here on AM 570 and 910 in Tampa Bay. Hey, just a couple of things before we get going with the show today. Have you gone out to iWorkForHim.com recently? Love for you to go out there and click on the iWorkForHim Nation flag that pops up when you go out onto the, onto the website. We're looking for Christ followers who are interested in making an impact on their workplace by allowing our Heavenly Father to make an impact on their hearts. The I Work For Him Nation pledge is there to challenge you and me to really be intentional with our faith and our workplace. And there are thousands of people around the globe that have taken this seriously, but I don't always hear from all of them. But if you click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, it will summarize what we're looking for. People that are willing to pray for those they work along. Look for ways to serve those that they work alongside. Look for ways to befriend those that they work alongside They have it so they have an opportunity to truly Develop a relationship that gives you the opportunity to share Christ. Look for ways to pray with people when you notice that they're just having a rough day, but all along being somebody of excellence in your position. That's what it means to join the I Work for Am Nation. It does, however, take a paradigm shift in your minds. We've just got to stop doing things the world's way. Romans 12.2 says, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Today we have a very special privilege, as it is a day where Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Manager are on the air, but Dave had grandchild number seven today. Of course, Dave didn't. His daughter did, and he's on his way north, but Dave had grandchild number seven, so we've got Luke Andrews in the studio today, and Luke... Why don't you just tell people on, we have a special guest taking Dave's place today. We do, we do. I'm really excited. Uh, BJ Hall, I actually was introduced to him by a a high school friend of mine. Um, You know, she had come to me at one time and just was explaining what BJ does locally. Number one, I'm a a big sports fan. Uh, Secondly, I really love college football. Uh, I like the NFL, but I love college. I love the pageantry. I love the passion. I love, you know, the atmosphere around college athletics. And uh, BJ's doing something really, really neat. And uh, so first off, I love sports. The second part of it is I love kids. I love seeing kids that are talented, that maybe 
uh, don't feel like they're going to reach their full potential on the direction that they're going, and they just need a mentor. They need someone to help guide them. Sure. And then so when I was talking, or when Kim approached me just about what they're doing, uh, you know, I just thought it would be a great opportunity for BJ to come on with us and just get a chance to share his heart, share what he's doing for these kids. I mean, if you go to his website, which we'll give out here shortly. TeamFloridaFootball.com. TeamFloridaFootball.com. On the, on the front page, there's a guy, he's 13 scholarships, and he's got a 4.0 GPA. You know, that's that's the type of stuff that's exciting to see coming from our community. So, BJ Hall, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. You know, we love, each one of us has our own different workplace, and your workplace just happens to be fresh air, green grass, working with kids. A little bit You're, of sweat. A little bit of sweat. Okay. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of sweat. A lot, a lot of sweat. sweat. You, know, you, you probably are wishing that you were still doing the Canadian Football League thing way up north where there's just mosquitoes, but at least you're not sweating. But we love, <laughs> we love, pe- we love hearing from people whose faith has taken them to a different place in their workplace, where they've really seen, hey, this is how I connect what I love to do every day what I love doing every day, along with my faith. And so we really want to hear all about Team Florida football and the impact that you're making. But we always ask questions of our guests. How, BJ, have you noticed the Lord making an impact on the intimate details of your life recently? Oh, man, just blessing me to, you know, have a chance to impact young kids' lives, man, and then also just to be a, you know, to be able to spend time and be a great father to my family, to be able to mm-hmm. juggle both, man, is just the impact that I see that he's giving me, like, which is just awesome. And, and how long have you been working with uh, kids in football camps? Um, About five years now. I, I started Team Florida uh, three years ago, but when I played, I always would come back to the community and do camps. So, you know, I, I started that back in 2011. All right, so how did you become a Christ follower? How, how did Christ first impact your life? Oh, man, everybody's, you know, in my family. You know, I just was brought up in it, man. You know, I went to church every Sunday. I went to church every Wednesday. And, you know, my, my dad is a, you know, big, you know, believer. My, my aunt, my mom, you know, I just, you know, and then I just started doing research on my own as a kid and, and, and reading and, you know, you know, I do everything through him, man. <laughs> Amen. That's really, really cool. All right, so where did the idea come up for TeamFloridaFootball.com? Where, where did that come from? Um. Well, I just felt, you know, I came up through Pinellas County playing football, and I just, you know, I played, had a chance to play on every level and, you know, go to different states, and I just felt like we were behind when it came to just exposure and just, you know, understanding a, a winning method and what we had to do in the off season, And so, you know, I wrote it down for two years, man, on just what I wanted to do and what I wanted to implement. And that's kind of why I felt, you know, we hadn't won any state championships because of kids, you know, off-season program. I know, like, a lot of the top professional levels, you know, they, they perform in the off-season. That's, that's where you mm-hmm. become a champion in the off-season. Right. And you know, so I started writing that stuff down, man, and I just, you know, came up one day and said, you know, I'm going to start this year and get it going. All right, so today, because Dave is gone, because he just had his seventh grandchild, no, he didn't, but his daughter did, and he's on the way up north, he, we, we decided to highlight an incredible local ministry. Yeah, 
B.J. Hall with uh, Team Florida Football. Um, you know, I, I think in the first part of the show, we, we were just getting into a little bit about B.J. and, and, and everything that he does. And, uh, you know, so we do want to dive into that because, the, the, you know, like I said, I, I was moved a little bit like by my friend from high school that, that came to me and said, you're doing these great things. He's got these great things going with these kids. And uh, I thought it would be a good idea just to highlight what he's doing. And if there's anybody in the audience uh, that are listening today that want to help, that want to get involved, there are ways to help get involved in – in Team Florida football where you can make an impact, and I'll let BJ hit on that here in a few, but, uh, you know, just for the local people, since a lot of our audience is in the Tampa Bay area, they'd probably love to hear where you, you played Little League football and, and maybe where you played high school football and then kind of take us through your steps. Yeah, yeah, I started out playing when I was nine years old, and, you know, I had a, you know, by the grace of God, man, I had a chance to really just play on every level, man. I played in the Arena Football League first, and had a chance to go play in the Canadian League and then, you know, went to a couple mini camps in the NFL and decided, you know, um, I wanted to give back to the community. And, and and that's when I, um, you know, I started Team Florida. Did you? Where did you play in Pinellas County? I played at Dixie Holland High School. Okay, Dixie. Yep. So did you play at the college level? <laughs> yes, I played at Troy University. Then I finished up at Weber International University. Troy and Weber. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I just was curious. We joke about it. people that listen to the show a long time. BJ know that I'm not a college football kind of guy. I'm really not a yep. football guy because I grew up in Minnesota. Oh college Lord. Fo- which kind? That's exactly oh right. Lord. Exactly. <laughs> well, you got up- the Gophers and you got the Vikings there. I know it's, it can't get any worse than either of those two teams. Oh, that is correct. Bad. Now hockey, <laughs> hockey, we're good, but you know, sorry. And I've got friends listening from Minnesota, and now they're all going to send me hate mail. But yeah, it, but yeah. it, but it's true. <laughs> all right. So what what's the mission behind what you're trying to do at TeamFloridaFootball.com? I just want to give kids the ultimate opportunity. You know, an opportunity that you know I didn't have, and a lot of people I grew up with didn't have, to just be educated on what they need to do before they get to the college level. And um, you know, sometimes you get you know you 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 know you're encouraged by your high school coaches, and sometimes you know some kids are not. Um, you know, some some high school coaches do do a great job of getting their kids in college, but some they just their job is to win games. No, and. That's a good point, actually. You know, I can remember back just in, in high school with me. I kind of, you know, looking back, the older I got, I kind of saw that, you know, everybody has their favorites, you know, and if you weren't, you know, you weren't at the top, you know, if you weren't maybe a D1 prospect and, you know, maybe you kind of got pushed to the side or, or what have you. But, uh, no, I, I think that uh, I, I, I actually I can empathize with that, you know. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. What, were you like 130 pounds in high school, Luke, or what? I was a little, come on, man. I, actually, I probably weigh exactly the same as I do today. I was 145 in high school. So, so, BJ, how did you, as a, as a teenager playing high school ball at Dixie Hollins, then you go on to college ball at, at Troy and the other university, I couldn't Weber, read, Weber yep. University, excuse me, how did your faith impact how you played football? Well, it did big time, man, because I wasn't used to the competition. I wasn't used to how hard it was doing two-a-day camps. And, you know, I started picking up the Bible and started understanding, like, why, you know, things were so hard and why, you know, God was putting me through certain things. You know, at first, you know, I would just look at it like, man, this is hard. What do I do? You know, like, but just, you know, you know, reading the Bible every day and staying faithful to his word, you know, that's what got me through it all. 
Amen, amen. I know that I I know that this you know what we want to hit on next is is kind of the mission of BJ Hall and, and and Team Florida football. And I really know, you know, I know what it is. But we'd like our audience just to hear from you exactly, you know, what what's your overall mission? You know, let the audience know this is my mission. If any of you can come along, we'd be honored to have you. Tell them tell them what your mission is and how they can help. Um, my mission mainly is to you know give high school football players the opportunity to showcase their talents in front of the top colleges and also some of the smaller colleges as well. Um, I just want to be able to give them an opportunity to go to any to any school, you know, and not leave any kid out. And for the most part, it's just, you know, have them understand what it's going to take to get to the next level academically, you know, through our tutoring program. Um, also giving back to the community with just cleaning and spending the day at the VA hospital, you know, understanding once you give, you shall receive. Amen. And we do all that in our program. And, you know, that's my mission. That's my purpose. And I feel, you know, if, you know, I was a guy who, you know, didn't, didn't have the top offers. Yeah. But I always gave, man. I always shook hands and I always looked the person square in the eyes and told them how I felt. And and that's what helped me through. So, you know, anybody, man, anybody's out there that would love to help us, you know, uh, create, you know, uh, amazing opportunities for these kids, I would appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we do so much, man. I mean, we travel all over the world to go to colleges. I mean, we went to Michigan. We went to Penn State. We went to Cincinnati this year. Um, all those schools... You know, it's awesome to go to, but they do cost. And yeah. it is, you know, tough sometimes to get up there. But, you know, I don't take no for an answer. Yeah. You know, I say we're going to do it, we do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think you hit on something really, really neat. And one of the things that, again, <clears throat> our culture today, they teach, what do I get before I give, right? Right. You know, it's what's in it for me, and then I'm going to come help you. Or, you know, you get me this, and I'm going to come bless you with this. But, you know, that's that Bible does not teach that. The Bible does not. It Bible says it's better to give than it is to receive. So the Bible, yeah, it's very clear. So one of the other things that I think that um, is huge is like you mentioned your tutoring. Um, a lot of these kids, when they go from eighth grade to ninth grade, that's really the large that that's probably the most significant time in their life when they're starting to look at the college level, and they and they might have the athletic ability to get to college, but now they need someone to come in like you, like you know, so, you know there's other organizations that help, but I'm really gravitating towards yours because I'm you know, uh, you know I. I as I've gotten to know you, I've been encouraged by everything that you guys are doing. But getting involved in the community, um, getting involved in tutoring, you know. So can you hit on the tutoring side of it? Because I know, if I recall, you, you actually require a certain grade point average. Um, you know, you there's some requirements just to be on this Team Florida team, right? Absolutely. Um, well, the requirements now, they've moved up to get into college, which is a 2.3 GPA. Yep. So in our program, if you don't have a 2.3 day, we uh, – 2. Three GPA, um, we play in seven on seven tournaments, yep. in which you get a lot of exposure. So we don't let our kids travel unless, like, we put them on a probation period. So yep. if they don't have a two point three, they have to go to tutoring at least three times out of that week. And if they don't go, they can't travel. Yeah, 
Yeah. Now that's that's teaching responsibility. That's teaching. Listen, here here's your goal. Here's what you got to do. Right. Right, Jim. Well, and what I think is incredible. I hear all the kids getting out of school, getting ready for football practice. I can hear them in the background. I know that BJ's got football practice here in, in 15, 20 minutes. But what what I love, BJ, is that you're investing in these kids. How intentional are you in investing in their faith as you're teaching them how to be great football players and you're teaching them how to be great citizens on and off the field and you're tutoring them so they're great in school because nobody's going to get to play football the rest of their lives. There's a certain point in time where they're going to have to get another job because their bodies will wear out or whatever. So how how much are you investing in their faith walk as you get to have one-on-one time and group time with these guys? Um, I do as much as I can. Now, I, I'll tell you, um, I'm not perfect. So yeah, those yeah. are one of my flaws that I would love to do better in my mm. program. You know, I would love to find a church that mm. would take, you know, all me and all of my boys in, you know, and do certain things with, you know, because um, a lot of yeah. our kids are spread it out so far. You know, yeah. we have kids in Manatee County. We have kids in um, Sarasota County. So the biggest thing is just, you know, trying to find a church or somewhere that, you know, all of us can go to and we call that home. You know, that's, mm. that's Team Florida's home. That's where they go yeah. <laughs> every Sunday. You know, so I, I could definitely do a better job with that and maybe having a pastor on board with us to come and pray for yeah, our like guys. Like a chaplain or something, you know, like, like a, a chaplain. chaplain. Yeah. Yeah, and have our own, you know, um, Bible study on Sunday or something during the week once we start up. Yep. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, and when we come back, let's talk about some of that schedule because I love what you talked about right at the beginning of the show. You know, baseball's year round, so kids when they're not playing, they're they're getting they get to continue work on their skills, the pitchers and the batters. But they're, they're working it all year long, and soccer, of course, is all year long, and and, and indoor both baseball and soccer all year long up north. Uh, and down here, hockey all year long up north. But football, you don't see a lot of guys working on football skills all year long. And so what you're saying is that, hey, if these kids really want to have a chance, they really need some all-year-round kind of training. And so we're talking today with B.J. Hall about his football training program called TeamFloridaFootball.com. That's TeamFloridaFootball.com. Yeah, so as we get back into it, BJ, some of the things that uh, we were talking off air, you know, how we wanted to really kind of get these things going, I thought that, you know, maybe – I like examples. I think most people out there, if they hear like a real world – Hey, this is, you know, I, I started off someone here and we got him here and then now he's in college or I know you've, I guess you've been doing this just at three years. So you're probably starting to see some of that pipeline that you started with two and three years ago, either A, just starting in college or B, getting ready to start transitioning to college. Could you have any like examples or, you know, some success stories and maybe some, some people that are really on the verge right now doing some great things? Yes, absolutely, man. We have some great stories. Um, uh, like last year, we had a kid named Jimmy Fox. Mm. Um, very talented. I mean, had the grades, had the um, SAT scores, but teams just they weren't biting on him. He was very discouraged. Yeah. He was um, at a point where he didn't know if he wanted to go play college football. And so every year we do a college bus tour where yeah. we go to different colleges and we either one workout or we either just go and visit the campus. Mm-hmm. And what we do, we send a spreadsheet on every kid, you know, about the academic score, the 40s, uh, the highlight films. And so we end up going to, like, six different schools. And our last stop was Liberty University. Oh, and, Liberty. Wow. Yep. 
So we went up there and they had a seven on seven tournament. And so we brought our seven on seven team as well. And Jimmy went up there and he played just as well as any cornerback I ever seen in my life. Oh, man. That's and awesome. he earned a full ride scholarship, man. He's a freshman this year. And he called me doing camp and yep. he said, Coach, I will not be red shirted. I will be playing on the field. No. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Now, for those of us non football people, BJ, there's not many of us, BJ. But, you but, know that. Yeah, but there's <laughs> me. If you know this guy, Jim. And it's only right? because the 25 years of counseling I had to go through being a Vikings fan. <laughs> what is, I don't know what seven on seven is. Well, it's actually taking over the offseason. Um, seven on seven is like Pascal. Um, in the NFL world. Well, what it is pretty much is, you know, you, you wear dry fit, you know, uniforms and you, you play seven on seven offense versus defense. And, and in the high school ranks, a lot of the top athletes in the country play in this. And they do because a lot of the, um, scouting services are there, like 24 seven ESPN, mm. um, you name it, all the top scouting services. So it's good for exposure. And, you know, this. It's probably been going on now for 10 years, but the last two years has just been huge in the recruiting world. Yeah, so what are, like, the different positions? What, you know, when you're looking at, I mean, I, I know obviously quarterback, and is there, is there a running back, or, to, you know, how, does, how do you line up on an offense seven-on-seven? Seven? Yeah, it's, it's just skill positions. So all skill, okay. You have yep. running back and receivers. Yep. Um, and on defense, you have linebackers and DBs. So is there is there a pass rush? I mean, as soon as they hike the ball, is it live? Is there like a count? You know, do they have to wait? Is it? Well, it depends on what tournament you play in. So Pylon, we play in a lot of their tournaments. They're uh -huh. real nice. Um, Pylon, they do a rush. They can you can rush one time in a game, okay. and then it's four seconds to throw the ball. Got it. And then if you play in an IMG qualifier, in which IMG there, um, they have tournaments as well. It's four seconds, but for interception or anything like that, it's three points for a turnover. Okay, yeah. So you got different rules than, so it's than like what you would call backyard football. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. We used to do that. I get <laughs> yeah. that. Okay, Jim. Yeah. Well, they, well, they have a, um, a a tee, a quarterback tee, that was made. So you put it on that tee, and as soon as you take it off, four seconds goes. Ah. Oh. Stars are running. So yeah, this is big, man. I, I, you know, I've seen it. You know, following recruiting, following you know uh, college sports. You know, I do. Always, I'm always keeping. I know another one of the players from Indian Rocks Christian. My my kids go to school to Indian Rocks Christian, and one of the uh, the tailback, um, Damian Damian King, maybe. Yep. Anyway, yeah, he's up there. He's up at Liberty this year too, playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, you might you might know him. I don't know. You probably know another one of the players, uh, Sam Volton. Yeah, yeah, from Sam uh, Indian Rocks. Actually played. Actually, Sam played in our organization this year. Okay. And Sam was another kid who didn't have any scholarship offers and got his first scholarship offer on our bus tour up in Michigan. No kidding. Uh, from Miami of Ohio. He, oh, um, man, that's awesome. Yeah, man, it was He's awesome. He's a big man. boy. The big boy can catch the ball well. Sam, Sam's going to be a good college football player. Uh, I remember when Sam was like, you know, three oh, foot you know tall. Sam. Okay, oh, yes, so you I know do. Greg, his That's dad. That's right. All right. Okay, so we're talking today with BJ Hall. He's got this ministry. He's got this business, TeamFloridaFootball.com. TeamFloridaFootball.com, where he's working with young people, trying to get them to excel academically, spiritually, uh, in the community, 
and in football all at the same time by investing. He's really a professional discipleship guy focused with football and and character. So, BJ, as we as we hit in this, your your ministry could use some help. What kind of help could you use specifically for TeamFloridaFootball.com? Man, I could use all type of help, man. Just men, also mentorships. You know, anybody want to come out and speak to our guys that's been successful, that's been through something, and also just not even been through something, just extremely successful. Um, of course, on the financial end, you know, anybody would love to come and invest or, or donate or sponsor. Um, that would be awesome. Like I said, we do so much and we travel so far every year to create just an awesome opportunity for these boys. It, it, it gets pricey. Yeah. And, um, they like they to get, eat too, right? They, they, they love to eat. And, you know, we, <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, they love to eat, man. Some of yeah. these kids, some of the skinniest ones eat more than Oh, they, they kill it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no and we travel all over, man. So it's hotel costs, it's travel, you know, travel yeah. costs, tournament costs, uniform costs, food costs. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot. Hey, just to say, just to be kind of fun, Jim, you know, when you said likes to eat a lot and some of them are skinny, like Jim raised his hand and like anybody could see him like he's skinny. And he, I was you know, skinny when I was in high school, gotcha. 145, <laughs> and I could eat five hamburgers. All right, so, never saw anything. So, BJ, how does this ministry, TeamFloridaFootball.com, impact your life? Mm, good question. Um, good, great question, man. It, it impacts me because I love to see the success stories. I love yeah. to see – a four-year, and this is what it comes down to. It's not about the kid playing football. Mm. Um, a lot of the kids we have are at-risk kids mm. who parents can't afford for the kids to get an uh, offer from Michigan if football wasn't in play. Yeah. So for some of these kids to get just a scholarship and their parents don't have to worry about paying mm-hmm. you know, for four years $20,000, yeah. That's what that's that's the part that gets me. You know, I yeah. know I've changed, I've helped change, you know, a a, a, mo- a mother or a father's yeah. life and also a kid's life. Um, and then just on the training side of it, with just being able to help a kid understand, like, this is what it's going to be like at the next level. And then a kid call and say, Coach, I'm in camp here in college, yeah. and the things you said and the things we work on, that's what we're doing here. I yep. appreciate you. Yeah, you know that's what you do it for. That's that's, that's why what you wake you do up in for. the morning and, and and smile and say, "I can't wait to get to work." Yeah, I'm a you know with me just you know when you're coming down to kids and trying to I, I'm not helping high school age kids, but uh, you know I, I'm I coach soccer at, at right now and it's it's a rom it's a recreation outreach ministry but you know the other day i kind of had this uh, you know this epiphany i'm like you know i'd love these kids to win a game but the mm-hmm. lord you know he, he spoke to me and he said listen luke if none of these kids if you don't win one game but one soul for christ is one the mission's accomplished man and just uh you know, awesome, as, as you yeah, as you press forward, man, you've got such a great opportunity for these kids getting ready to go off to college just to to lay down. Remember Colossians three twenty three. Just at whatever you do, you work hard as if you're working for the Lord and not for man. Jim, wrap that thing up. BJ, thanks so much for being on I Work for him today for sharing your testimony. We'll let you get out to football practice. We'll bring you in someday and you can be in studio with the two of us. But thanks for the impact you're making at TeamFloridaFootball.com. We appreciate you, and we'll make sure that everybody knows about you out there on Facebook tonight after the show. Awesome, man. Check out our Twitter page as well. (laughs) All right. 
Awesome, BJ. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. All right, so listen, uh, before we get back with Luke, we just got done talking with B.J. Hall. Wasn't that cool? It was very cool. He's got a cool thing going, a man. cool I ministry called TeamFloridaFootball.com, TeamFloridaFootball.com, taking his passion and using it to invest in young people's lives. Huge. If you want to find out more about B.J., listen to the first half of the show again on the archives or on the podcast or go online to TeamFloridaFootball.com. Luke, I hate to interrupt your texting because I know it's very important it's, stuff it's while we're on, live on the air. I'm always. He's talking on the air. Man. He's, he's texting. What do. Is, it, is it with your kids or is it business stuff? It's business. It's oh, B.J. Hall oh, we just had on. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. It was, was great to have him. Know? Okay, so let's hit a little bit of what's going on in the markets today because there's a lot of stuff going on here in Tampa Bay, and I know it's also impacting across the country. It seems like mortgage rates are still hovering low. Low, yeah. Uh, but yet I know that some people who are like first-time buyers get mortgage rates that maybe are a little higher than people that are refinancing and getting lower. So what's the deal on mortgage rates today? Yeah, first off, yeah, and I appreciate you asking. Let can I backtrack on why that's important to Absolutely. what I do? Okay, well, what, so, to what you do? Yeah, you mean you at Bel Air Wealth Management? At Bel Air Find Wealth online Manage- at belairwealthmanagement.com. Okay, so that was much better. Okay, so you know, I uh, I'm unique where I didn't start off as a financial advisor. I actually started off in the mortgage business, and then I went in the real estate and learning how to do investments and learning how to buy properties, a buy and hold strategy, learning how to do a renovation and flip. I also got into insurance, you know, how to insure the property. Um, I've all, and then I, then I got into the financial side of the business because what I found is a mortgage is a liability. Does it make sense to leverage it? Most of the time it does, especially with rates below 4%. It absolutely makes sense to sometimes leverage a mortgage debt versus putting a bunch of cash down. And I help, I help, I'm able to help people do that by strategizing this plan together to say, hey, this is a payment you're comfortable with. Take that extra $50,000. let us invest that versus putting it into your mortgage because you know what happens when you put it down in your mortgage, right? The only way you get it back is if you sell the house or and pay closing it, costs or borrow, or borrow it back, which also which also is closing costs. So you can actually create put it in a brokerage account and you can let it have you can uh, you can actually margin the brokerage account to where you're borrowing from yourself. That way if you know if you put $100,000 and you have a 50% margin on it, that'll give you a $50,000 kind of line of credit from yourself. That way, you don't have to sell any of your investments, get hit on capital gains, and you can use the money short-term as you need it. So you know, really, some really cool things that I've learned all through the years of all of my other experiences. But to get back to your point, um, I also want to paint one quick uh, story because stories always paint a good picture. I met with a client. She was, uh, she was employed for 26 years with her employer. She was two years away from retiring, had a nice 401K with her employer. Everything was going good. Two years away, they let her go. Two years from retirement? Two years from the retirement, they let her go. So she came into me. We only, you know, typically when you go to meet with a financial advisor in that situation, they'll say, yeah, bring in your 401k statement. We'll look at rolling it into a traditional IRA, and that's it, right? Well, I don't. I, I, all my clients, when you come to meet with me, I want your tax returns. I want your auto insurance policy. I want your life insurance policies. I want any assets you have. I want your real estate holdings. I want your homeowner's insurance for any of the properties you own. Any leftover Girl Scout cookies you haven't eaten yet? Oh, man. That would be nice. Is you know, if they're Thin mints. Thin mints are good, okay? <laughs> 
But to get to go back to my story here, what we did with her is yes, we took her 401k and we rolled it into a traditional IRA, and that's what you're supposed to do with those. But what what else we did is her mortgage was over five percent, and she had a second mortgage over twelve percent. Oh my goodness! She was paying over thirteen hundred dollars a month. So what we did is we consolidated both of those mortgages into one. She's paying seven hundred a month. So that's $7,000 a year of net income I just helped her gain as she's nearing retirement. She was paying over $2,000 a year for her auto insurance. We got that down just over 1000 So that's another $1,000 a year. Her homeowner's insurance, once we get some work done to the roof, she's going to save almost five dollars or $600 a year on her homeowner's insurance. So we took almost $9,000 of income or money that she was just paying out. And as you near retirement, these are things that you need to be thinking about. Critical if, deal, if you have, yeah. Yeah, if you have a mortgage. Um, you know, so those are so going back to the mortgage so rates. Yeah. What you're saying is that you're you're not just your average advisor. You go beyond the call of duty to really make sure people you understand people's situations and so that you can help them out. I'm licensed to do it all. That's that's probably the most important thing. Is the the financial piece is my main. Well, good. Book so we're of not business. having an illegal uh, right. show right now. Well, we're right, about exactly. You're actually it's, licensed it's to have this conversation. Yeah, and it's disclosed. Okay. It's an outside business activity. Um, you know, but. A typical advisor, what are they going to tell you to do? They're going to say, well, yeah, go go talk to your banker at the bank. Yeah, go back to your insurance agent and try to get them to you know do a little bit better. And also, you know, if, if, if you do have a piece of real estate that you want to sell because you want to get out of the market, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're getting up there towards the top again. It's actually, I saw some, some news today. Well, number one, everybody knows the market has started to slow down um, from the real estate side, but the inventory is going up. So right now, it's it's been a seller's market. You know, anytime you have less than five months of inventory, it's considered a seller's market. Market. We're actually creeping back up to getting to that. It's still really? under five. Yeah, it's because everything's overpriced, and, and buyers stay. They're not jumping at the first thing like they used to. You know, they're they're being they're a lot more educated. And six years ago, seven eight years ago, isn't that long ago? You know, so. Um, but <laughs> no, it's not. See, and it went fast. All right, so mortgage rates. Is it mortgage rate? Because I was going to ask you about the market because yeah. I knew I, I sensed some things with the market. Well, first of all, it went up very, very fast in the last two years. Yeah. But instead of it getting the irrational exuberance that we saw in 03, 04, and 05, it seems yeah. like it's it's it felt like it was slowing down. But I didn't know if I was just feeling yeah, something or right. if I had a cold no, or something. Yeah, you know, you're right. Um, you know, really, the last two years we've seen a surge in, in pricing. If the house is updated, move-in condition, and it's priced at market value, it's usually one day multiple offers. That's that's the way real estate's selling right now. The house is the reason the inventory is starting to climb is because you get a lot of people that have been sitting on their houses that maybe haven't done a lot of the improvements, but they're still asking for top dollar. And they're like, well, why ain't I selling? Well, I mean, I can, I can tell you why if you want to know. It's, it's You're overpriced. And, you know, if you get to the right price, I promise you, your house will not sit on the market, period. You know, so mortgage rates, they still seem to be at historical lows. Mm -hmm. So where, where, where are rates at for people refinancing at 15 or 30 years? 15, usually there's about a 0.75% difference between a 30 year and a 15 year. So, you know, if you're, if you're still under 4% on a 30 year conventional, and then that would put you around three and an eighth, the 3.125 or three and a quarter on a 15 year. And we, we've done a lot of that recently too. You know, if I, I have clients that we've worked with, actually just refinanced a client. They may be listening today. I'm not going to say who they are, but we just finished up a refinance for them and consolidated all their debt and they're saving a ton of money. You know, sometimes it's just restructuring to have extra cash flow, you know, especially when you're in retirement or nearing retirement. And that's part of my goal. I am not your average 
investment advisor. I am, I'm a holistic, whole picture. What can I do to tie it all together? To when you get into retirement, you are working on a shoestring budget, and so you can, you can, have, you can maximize your cash flow and try to enjoy and maintain your lifestyle through retirement. Right. I mean, that's, We're living longer. We are living longer. The health insurance, there's no more 105. It's like 115, they're, you know, they're you saying. You see it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, life insurance, back when uh, the old days when I first started selling it, 99, you were just considered dead whether you were dead or alive. <laughs> they just pay out. <laughs> now that's it's a, like 115 or 130. I, yeah, I saw something yeah, amazing. a crazy deal. So what, what do you, I mean, so you're, you're, you're talking with people about, you're really looking at people's whole package. You're yeah. looking at their mortgage. You're looking at their debt. You're looking at their investments. Liability side. That's exactly yeah, right. Their liabilities and their assets. And, and do you ever get to look at their cars? I mean, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a car guy. Sorry, I was just thinking. Hey, there are some alternative investments. Like, yeah, there are, that's an alternative investment. You know, they're, classic they're, cars. They're not correlated to the market. You know, those are you know those are up right now. You know, I I watch those you know rich and famous shows just to wonder how in the why would someone have 50 cars? But I get it. It's alternative investments. It's non-correlated. It's a cool asset. It's something that they can look at and hold on to. But you don't get to drive them because if they're <laughs> no. an investment, you don't want to be parking it. At you don't want to really sit in it either. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> You want yeah. an air-conditioned, controlled, security, you know, the whole nine. So when you look at a property to buy and to move your family into, are you always looking for a buy opportunity, or is it always just to make Dana happy? What, what do you do? Well, number one, if you're listening, Dana, it's always to make Dana happy. And then, uh, and but Dana's, Dana's not Dana's, listening. Dana's got a good eye for, for design. She's got a great eye for uniqueness. Um, we are purchasing a house right now and, and, and I wouldn't have bought it, but we got it on short sale and it's, and I've, I've negotiated short sales. That's not an easy thing. We started in March and we're just getting, we just got the approval at the end of August. <laughs> I don't have so, that kind of patience. Not many people do, but that, that's again, some of the uniqueness in my experience is I've done it all. I've, you know, mitigated stuff. I've worked with the banks. I know what, you know, they gave us a calendar. I said, there ain't no way. And I got them to do an interior appraisal and I listed everything to the, the appraiser and said, here you go. Here's a list of everything that's wrong with the house because they're not looking at that. They're looking at a an, an automated valuation model. Sure. It's an AVM. You know, they're not. They could care less about what's wrong with the house. But you go out. I, I've been doing it a long time. I knew what they're going to ask for, and I got them way down on the price. So we wouldn't have moved if, or we wouldn't be moving if we wouldn't have got this deal. Now, Luke and I are talking about, hey, there's some things that Luke's not your average financial advisory. He's got license to sell mortgages, a license to sell real estate. He's got insurance. You got license to sell license, insurance, too. License insurance. To, he's licensed for everything. License to drive. Are you licensed to kill? I spend, I spend about 60 hours a year on continuing edge. So, that's, you know, it's that a whole is so week much fun. I know. Unbelievable. So, Luke, with the time we have left, let's just talk about your passion, yep. your, your family. Yep. So, as you provide for Dana and your kids, your daughter and your son. What's one thing about your faith you want to pass on to your kids before they're off on their own in this crazy world? Same thing uh, my dad passed on to me. And, and, you know, he always talked about work hard. It, it, whatever you do, you know, you always give a, you give it your absolute best, you know, and then he shared the scripture with me. That's really, it's Colossians 3.23. You hear that a lot. You always tell your kids, right? You know, as you're growing up, you, I don't care what you do. If you're making your bed, you do, you do it hard. You work hard at it. And that's, uh, the Colossians 3.23 says that whatever you do, work hard as if you're working for the Lord and not for man. 
So that's if you ask my kids, that's probably the, the the verse. If they were to say, "Hey, what's your dad's favorite verse?" That's that's probably it because I think so much can come from that one scripture. And next time we're on the air, we get Giovanni. We call him up. We pick him up. Hey, Giovanni, what's going on? Hey, what's that verse your dad's pounding in your head all the time? Yeah, we just test it out. Pikachu, you know, Pokemon stuff. It might might come up. You know, Pokemon might come oh, up. Too. Oh yeah. Did yeah. you find any in your house? We he's already got them all. He killed he, them all. He's ready to go. It's just sad. He wants me to drive him around. <laughs> he does. Yes. All right. So you mentioned earlier when we were talking with B.J. Hall about your passion to invest in kids yep. in this recreational outreach ministry yep. that you're involved in at Indian Rocks. Talk to me about that. Yeah, that's, uh, I appreciate it. So, yeah, ROM is Recreation Outreach Ministry. Uh, it is It is really, you know, if you're looking to go develop your kids on these, you know, this high quality of skills in a particular sport, it's not for you. If you want your kids to be involved around someone who's going to teach them what's important in life, you know, we do a devotion before every practice. We pray before practice. We pray at the end of our practice. You know, so I see it as, uh, you know, God has laid on my heart. I, I've always been told, hey, are you a teacher? I'm like, no, and no, I'm not a teacher. Well, how do, you, how do you get along so well with the kids? I don't know. You know, I, I made, it's a gift, obviously, because not everybody has the patience to, to work with kids. I do and, and at a younger age. Okay, it's a little bit, you know, different when you get the high school age and well, things like that. What age are you coaching right now? Seven and eight. So you're teaching horde soccer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm trying to teach triangle <laughs> soccer and spread out. Yeah, so right. Yeah, exactly. Horde to the ball. It's it's natural, man. And I told her, and all the practices leading up to it, I said, listen, I kn- I'm trying to teach you guys how to stay spread out, but I promise you, when you have your parents on the sideline and everybody screaming, go, 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 you guys are all going to go to the ball like you'd, you'd be in gravitational pull to it. So, um, you know, I have an opportunity. Um, my, our team's motto is Colossians 3.23, and I remind them that whatever you do, I said, so it, it includes soccer. It includes your homework. It includes respecting your grandparents, your parents. I think you should have that tattooed on your back. I, listen, we talked about that a lot. We glorify our bodies with the Lord. We, uh, you know, so. Oh, we could just use that indelible marker or something like that. <laughs> there you go. You know, <laughs> Luke Andrews is a guy you should be talking to. He's a great friend of mine. Yeah. This is he's been a sponsor of our work for him forever. If you want an advisor that loves the Lord and will you will see that he loves you, you need to talk to Luke. Find him online at bellairwealthmanagement.com. That's bellairwealthmanagement.com. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I hope you've enjoyed the show today as we've talked with B.J. Hall from TeamFloridaFootball.com about his ministry. You, he needs your help. If you're interested in helping him out, just look him up at TeamFloridaFootball.com. You know, Martha and I own our own business, and we're Christ followers, but we figured this out the hard way. Ultimately, I work for him. <laughs> 